Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to Comedy Central. We're living in very scary political times. A lot of my friends are turning to astrology (laughs) to cope. You laugh, but I think astrology is a really useful tool for people who don't have personal agency. Let me explain. You never see finance bros checking their horoscopes. It's never high-powered corporate lawyers Googling astrological compatibility. No, it's always just your saddest, loneliest female friend who happens to be my target demo, so I have to be careful (laughs) with this joke. It's always your saddest, loneliest female friend who has her own page on Etsy where she knits scarves for cats. (laughs) She's nodding. Uh, (laughs) Being like, everything's crazy because Mercury's in retrograde. (laughs) And you're like, okay, Carla, or maybe it's because you didn't vote. (laughs) Carla, Carla, Carla. Maybe it's because you listened to Susan Sarandon and you didn't f***ing vote. Please vote, everybody. I know that like, I sound like I'm standing on a soapbox when I say please vote, but we'll all be on soapboxes when sea levels rise. All right, that was Jenna Friedman from her set, uh, Comedy Central's collab with Refinery29 that's taking the stage. You can see the whole thing on Comedy Central's stand-up YouTube page. I thought it'd be relevant because it's time to vote, baby. What up, Hahafia, <laughs> to Cargonauts, Coach T Cups? <laughs> no, 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 bro. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all? <laughs> no, all right, I'm going to tell you the truth. I, I edited that one because somebody sent in Coach T bags, and I figured oh, you would no, hate that man. one more. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, What up, everybody? I'm Tom Takar. This is Stand Up with Tom Takar, and I'm joined, as always, you already hear him, uh, by produce, producer extraordinaire, Coach T. How are you, Coach? Uh, I'm doing very well, man. Hell yeah. Doing really good. Hell yeah. We got a big show for you today. Uh, I I haven't even told you this yet, Coach, but I have got a lot planned for this one because I, fe- I did a lot of digging this week, and Joke Detective is going to be insane. So I, I felt like I noticed 
I felt like we were responding to a joke detective a little bit. That's true, but there's even more. It's this one is wild. Uh, but we got we got some jokes to get to first. I think okay. right up top, let's get we we've gotten so many jokes sent in for our new hit segment, Make Tom and Coach Laugh. And uh some people really did. Um, but I'm gonna read some that I uh that I liked for this week. I've got a whole folder here. Let me let me pull it up here of some jokes that they got through. Uh, and if you if you didn't get your joke through, keep them coming. If you don't know already, uh, you gotta fill it out on Comedy Central's website. There's a link in my Instagram bio. It's Tom Takar, T H A K K A R. And in the episode notes, I noticed they're already in there. So uh, yeah, go to that link, send in your jokes. But here are some jokes I saw this week. Uh, the first one is from Wolfgang Hunter, uh, mm. who says, I'm half Indian and half white. I actually want to try that website Indians use to arrange their marriages. You know, LinkedIn. Boom. <laughs> what? I don't, <laughs> am I too stupid for that? No, no. I think it's a joke just about how, uh, you know, arranged, uh, marriages and like, and like having to date professionals and stuff like that. I'm half Indian and half white, although uh, my Indian father it was a deadbeat father, so I I wasn't pressured from uh, the Indian side of my family. And in fact, I was uh, completely abandoned, so I would I don't totally follow either. But I I liked it. Oh, uh, hold on. I want to be clear. So so Indians they marry rich. Is that what they're? I think it's like you got to marry successful. You know. Oh. Yeah. So you got to go on LinkedIn. Am I wrong for thinking if I married an Indian, I'm the successful? Like I'm marrying success. Say Indian again, coach. <laughs> take that. Take that again. In, All right. in Indian. <laughs> Am I wrong for thinking that uh, if I marry an Indian, I married up because don't they got casino money? <laughs> that's that's the other type of Indian. You're thinking of Native oh. Americans. I t- maybe I'm crazy. I read this because I'm I'm the other I'm uh, as I have a bit about this. Uh, a lot of people will say feather dot. And yeah, uh, these are the red dots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now so that joke. I took it that way. Although a name like Wolfgang, it could go the other way. So I know what was going on. <laughs> But uh, now it makes sense. Good job, Wolfgang. Took me yeah, a while. Good Took stuff. Me a while. Um, it's always funnier when you explain it. <laughs> uh, I've got some from uh, this guy, Stephen Dente. Uh, this one is uh, it's it's a good joke um, structurally. So let's let's go okay. with it. Uh, actually, I'm going to go with the other one because this one might. Uh, this is tough, man. All oh, right, here we out. go. Do it. Do it. He says, uh, Ted Bundy blamed all of his bad decisions on porn. I've watched porn, and I've never moved to Florida. There Whoa, you go. That's a great joke. That's a joke. Now, that's he has a another joke. one. I'm going to read his other one, too. That's a good joke. Who's this guy? This guy's name is Steven Dente. I don't, I don't think I know him, but uh, yeah. he, he emailed us, or he, uh, said, he sent this in through the joke submission form. He said, I'm an Instagram influencer. I've influenced a lot of women on Instagram to make their profiles private. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's great. If this guy's not telling jokes, he should think about it. Yeah. This guy's awesome. That's a that's a structurally good joke. Maybe yeah. creepy as hell, and you, if you're a real person, don't do that shit. But yeah, listen, it's a it good is joke. Very, it is very telling that if you if you're not a comedian, that means you're writing things that are in your mind, yep. and it's stalking women in porn. <laughs> so you might want to get some help. But the structure of the joke is on point, though. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I also have. Uh, oh, this is. I'll I'll just read one more, and we'll save we'll save the rest for uh, for another week. 
this is from Alex Taubin, who writes, My friend overdosed on weight loss pills. He just vanished. <laughs> good joke. That like- <laughs> is a good joke. I also appreciate there was some punctuation here that would only make sense in reading a joke. I, I like when you guys do that. You make the you make it easy for me to read and not mess up your timing. So good we- stuff. We have the funniest fans in the world. Those last three were amazing. They're yeah, they're good stuff here. I'll you know what? I'm gonna read one more. This please. is a new segment. I want to get I people do this excited all day, for please. it. I know. I really like doing these. So this is from Caitlin Reese, a comic who I know here in New York. She writes, uh, "It starts with hemp shampoo, and before you know it, you're blowing out a heroin scented candle." Uh, <laughs> good, good stuff. It um, starts with a hemp shampoo, which is the weed shampoo. Yes, and it, yes. Then you're blowing out a heroin scent. Oh, because weed is a gateway drug. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I might be too mentally candles. slow to uh, to co-host this with you. <laughs> uh, I love it, man. The, no, it's good because I'm sure there's some listeners. Who are doing the same thing you are doing, Coach? We got some people out here. Hold on, so that 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 friend that's that's you know that chick. She's I do, a, uh, I do. Uh, I believe Boston a, comic who moved here, uh, joke writer. Yeah, she wasted a hell of a joke on this podcast. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if uh, it's you know what. Yeah, that's right. You can't use that joke anymore, Caitlin. Now it belongs to we, us. we own it. What are you talking about? Big Comedy Central. And also, if you send in jokes, I now have the right to tell them on stage. <laughs> <laughs> just kiddies jfk just fucking kidding that's uh great great time uh send in your jokes if you got them like i said that's on comedy central's uh website now you can go if you click on podcast and go to our podcast there's a link where you can submit jokes it's called make tom and coach laugh or you can it's in my bio on uh instagram the link to it or uh, in the episode notes on this very podcast, so check that out if you want to send in jokes. I'm I'm loving this. It's and people are really flooding it. So I've read a lot of really bad jokes as really? well. And if your joke didn't get read, it doesn't mean it's bad. But uh, there uh, there are some that have been pretty that are bordering uh, not making any sense at all. Uh, but you know what? I'm having a good time reading them. Um, we have a heavy show today, so I just want to address a couple things real fast. Uh, first off. Uh, if you haven't heard this album already, I want to give a shout out to my buddy Ronan Hirschberg, who has an album out called Downhill Ever Since, and it's it's really really strong. He he told me I was I was uh, hanging with him at a show recently. He said that he felt like not enough people heard this album, and uh, which is funny to say about your own album. But I I was there for the taping of it, and it's killer, all killer, no filler. Uh, Downhill Ever Since. So check that out wherever you get your albums. Also, uh, I wanted to say last week I felt like we 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 talked a lot about negative shit. <laughs> we talked a lot about the people who send stuff in or write stuff that's that's annoying. And I want to take a minute and give a shout out to people who send in nice ass things that I appreciate because I feel like I don't do that enough. I got the nicest email I think I've ever gotten in my life today from someone named uh, Kiriaki Berkland. I'm not. I'm not gonna read it. I feel uncomfortable reading positive shit uh, oh. on the show. I just want to say I appreciate it, and it was very sweet. And she also went out of her way to say, uh, "Make sure Coach T knows I'm not flirting. I do have a husband." Um, yeah. So I, yeah, but I do appreciate yeah. it. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. suttpod at gmail dot com. If you got emails, comments, or whatever. That's a heck of a fan if she knows that I was gonna go there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> We all know husbands stop all flirting activity. 
<laughs> no, this is a good uh, a good lady, and uh, that's awesome. Uh, I think we should get to the clips, man. Yeah, we gotta get out. Like of I here. said, we got we got some heavy stuff today. First up, we have Tom Segura from his Comedy Central presents from a while back. Uh, you know him, you love him, uh, Tom Segura. And the other clip we have is from Baron Vaughn, and uh, that's from his set on the Half Hour Comedy Central's Half Hour. Uh, Strong clips today, man. Uh, let's hear Tom Segura and Baron Vaughn. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's great to be here in New York. Um, Yeah. Let's relax. <laughs> I was just in Atlantic City, and I don't know if you're familiar with Atlantic City, but if you hate yourself and your family and your friends, take them to Atlantic City. It's basically like if Las Vegas had diarrhea. But then when you went to wipe it, you didn't use toilet paper. You just found like old cups and torn up shoes and other things you find in a dumpster. And then you were to throw it down and then it grew lights. That would be Atlantic City. Every guy's like, Hey, you know, Tony from over there, he said you might want to go over to the thing. And you know, and you're like, first of all, why don't you put on a shirt? All right, like, <laughs> let's start there. And then every girl either has blonde hair with black streaks or black hair with blonde streaks. <laughs> which either way says, I don't have a gag reflex. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. But you know what Atlantic City does have a lot of? Casinos. Yeah. Oh boy, what a treat that is. I love casinos because casinos are one of the last venues where you can see the extremes of society in one place. Where else can you get that? Rehab? The zoo? Casinos. Go to a casino. You can see a man on the casino floor. He's in a suit. He's drinking scotch. He's putting a few thousand dollars down on a hand. And you're like, yeah, dude. I can see why you're here. You know how to live. And then right next to him, you see another guy. And he's wearing jean shorts and a sleeveless shirt. And he's got four open wounds on his face. And you're like, yeah, I can see why you're here too. You seem lucky. (laughs) 
on my flight on the way out here, I'm flying, and the pilot comes over the PA, and he goes, uh, hey, we're, well, he doesn't say hey. <laughs> Pilots don't usually start their announcement with hey. Hey, I'm up front. What do you think of that? <laughs> he just, he starts. I don't know how they start. He just starts. He's like, I'm the pilot. And we're all like, I totally believe you. Yeah. And then he goes, uh, we made up some time in the air, so we're going to be early. But then I just talked to the airport, and it's congested, so we're going to be in a holding pattern, and now we're going to be late. <laughs> and everybody's like, why the hell did you tell us that, man? Like, keep that to yourself, you know? But then you accept it, right? I mean, I did. The guy sitting next to me, he did not accept it. He turns to me and he goes, just land the plane. And I go, where? Like, the place that takes planes is full. Do you want to land in a field right now? And he gets like more aggressive. He's like, you just land the plane. And I was like, dude, you can't. You can't just be like, well, we're coming. So, move. Here we come. But that's what's so great about being a pilot. Their knowledge is so specific, you can't question them, you know? Like, that pilot, I'm sure, was telling the truth. I'm sure that the airport was probably full. But he could have been trying to get a job from a flight attendant and been like, hey, why don't you suck it? And then she's like, well, we gotta land the plane. He's like, I'll just tell them the airport's full. They're total idiots. <laughs> And that's why I want to be a pilot now. <laughs> Watching television, and I saw this show called How Winning the Lottery Changes Your Life. Yeah, which just the existence of that show means there are enough people that go, I don't know what happens when you win the lottery. If you could please create a moving picture show so I could wrap my head around it, I'll tune in every week. Really? I've never won the lottery. I have a pretty good idea of what happens. You have a lot more now. End of show. Everybody on the show is boring, okay? Except for the guy that won the biggest lottery ever. $350 million. Mm-hmm. And he takes pride in the fact that he's never changed. Like he still goes to work every day, he still drives the same car, and he still doesn't have any teeth. What? Yeah. Now, I don't know about you guys, but if I had $350 million, I'd be buying other people teeth, all right? I'd just walk down the streets and be like, hey, smile, want some teeth? It's on me. Speaking as a guy with a full set of chompers, I can tell you that having teeth is totally awesome. And if you only have $15, you should use that money as a down payment for teeth. Not only will you get to enjoy all the cuisines of the world, but you also won't look like, well, like you don't have any teeth. 
Get some teeth. Can we park at teeth for a second? Seriously? I'm meeting people all the time now that don't have any teeth. What is going on in your head where you think it's okay to walk around all mushy-mouthed, you know? Just... Dude, get it together. That is not okay. I can only imagine what your balls look like if the part everybody sees you don't care about. Here's what you need to do if you don't have teeth, okay? Get some friends. Get some friends, have them lend you money. If any of my friends were like, hey, Tom, can I borrow $50? I'd be like, well, what do you need $50 for? Well, I don't know if you noticed, but when I talk, I don't have any teeth in my mouth. I'd be like, you know what? I did notice that. Here's $100. You don't have to pay me back. Round of applause, you have roommates. You have roommates in, this, uh, in the audience? Yeah. Your parents don't count. Your parents don't count. <laughs> I, uh, I lived with a cat once for nine months. Um, let me rephrase that. I lived with the person that had a cat. I learned something very important when I lived with this cat. Because um, my roommate at the time, uh, quote unquote, worked, and I do this. So I was at home with the cat all day by myself. QT with the kitty. And uh, I learned how somebody becomes a crazy, insane cat person. You know, like a person that ceases to talk to humanity and has millions of cats. Because I got a taste. I got a taste of it. Because if you spend enough time alone with an animal, at some point, you will just start talking to that animal like it's a person. And not like cutesy, like talk, just like matter of fact sentences where you're like, perhaps a debate will start. And at first, at first it's a joke. It's kind of like, hey cat, what do you think about illegal immigration? Ha <laughs> ha, you can't speak English or other languages. <laughs> And then one day you're flipping the channel, you land on C-SPAN, you're paying attention, so is that cat. You're like, hey cat, what do you think about this fiscal cliff, trillion dollar coin, your thoughts? And that cat gives you this look that makes you go, oh, I should ask a follow-up question. <laughs> and luckily for me, that's where it ended. But a lot of people, way too many people, ask the follow-up question. And that's when they find out they're not politically aligned with that cat. Like that cat is way more conservative than they thought. They're like, well, I need to balance this out. So they go back to the pet store trying to find a cat that's more liberal. The cat's like, hey, I'm a liberal, like, great. I need bipartisan cooperation in my apartment. So they bring the cat back trying to have, you know, a bunch of different debates about stuff. And they realize through what the cat's saying, they're not a liberal, they're a libertarian. And they're like, what? You don't know shit about So they go back. <laughs> to the pet store trying to find like a left-leaning centrist and other cats are like, uh, I want to partake in the political process. And he's like, fine. So he gets every cat he can see and they have their different political ideologies. Like this one's a wig, that one's a federalist, that one's calico. And they bring them back to the apartment. <laughs> start having debates, you know, like all their different ideologies, you know, debating nuclear proliferation, signing feline legislation into law. And at some point, this person has gone insane. <laughs> but they don't notice because they're so focused being the speaker at Catgris, you know what I mean? <laughs> Making sure they have a gavel and a perfectly powdered wig, just like, 
the motion to make all things scratchable has been approved. <laughs> I would now like to yield the floor to the distinguished gentle cat from South Carolina, Mr. Dr. Hieronymus Funny Bottoms. Yes, thank you, Your Honor. It has come to the attention of the cats and kittens of this catgris. You continue to consort with humanity, namely friends and relatives that are concerned for your well-being and want to save you from this insanity. I move you never talk to people again and only speak in a series of meows. <laughs> what say you to that, dog? Got your tongue. <laughs> and in conclusion, meow, 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 meow. All right. <laughs> I got black tested the other day, uh, which is obnoxious because my blackness is constantly under investigation because uh, black people can't tell where I'm from based on the way that I speak. So I'm constantly trying to prove myself. Just like, excuse me, brother. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can you name two of the three elements used in the band name Earth, Wind, and Fire? Uh, earth and Wind. Okay. Malcolm X's birth name. Malcolm Little. All right, finish this lyric. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Okay, okay. <laughs> Will you hide this for a month? No, correct, just a week. <laughs> it's because black people all have uh, different definitions of blackness. And we'll all never agree what that is, but we all think our version should be the version. And this is why black people constantly black test each other, you know? And I'll give you the telltale signs of like two black strangers talking, having a black test. Like it might be in a place where, you're, where you run into strangers, you know, a DMV, grocery store. One black person will be telling a story, monopolizing the conversation. Something like, and then I stabbed that Smurfy mother, which to be fair, it's a good story. I mean, it's got a clear beginning, a middle, and an end. I stabbed that Smurfy mother with the shiv I carved out of an old television remote control. Wow, is that Hemingway? And the other black person, while listening to that story, will ask a series of follow-up questions that reveal what kind of black person they are. Like, one black person would be like, Why? Why? Why would you? Why? Do you love pizza? So do I. I love pizza. Perhaps that person loved pizza. Why would you hurt someone that loves what you love? That's one kind of black person. Another kind of black person would be like, should have stabbed his ass twice. <laughs> and then laugh way too long with their mouth way too open. Like a fly can go in there. And then a third black person would be like, well, they won't say anything. They'll just stab the person that was talking. They don't, it doesn't matter where they are, who's watching, they just drop them to the ground. And they're like, that's how you take care of Biz. I'm sorry, your name's not Biz? Well, there's been a horrible mistake, but no regrets. Pound it, lock it, throw away the key. And the reason I bring up this uh, black existential crisis is uh, because someone recently asked me if I use the, uh, the N-word in my life. And I'm like, I never say never, 3D. But, no, I was like, hey, thanks for asking, bearded white man at this party. Uh, now I regret going outside. Usually I don't say it because it makes my grandmother's ghost cry. Also, you should have said the N-word instead of saying the N-word. <laughs> That's not true, I do use it sometimes. 
Like, I'll use it if I'm talking to a black person I know I will never see again. They drop it into the conversation, and then I gotta pass this pop quiz that I obviously studied for. <laughs> like, I was at a grocery store recently, trolling for breakfast cereals, my one true weakness. I walk around the corner, this black dude, right? My age, janitor, cleaning up glass and jelly because someone felt like knocking over Smuckers that day. And let, let me add that he was not doing a good job. He was just mopping it in a circle. As if to say, the pinker this becomes, the cleaner this becomes. No one will see the glass. That's the point of it. <laughs> and I walk around the corner and he saw me. Like his eyes lit up, right? And he thought he had a chance to relate, to commiserate with somebody. And he perked up and I walked towards him. He's like, hey, brother, brother. <laughs> Niggas got me down. Niggas got me down. And then he stared, and I was like, oh, my turn. <laughs> and you gotta be pitch perfect. It's all about authenticity. Falseness can be sniffed out, right? So I didn't break that eye contact. I held it, I cocked my head. Did that Denzel Washington thing to my nose, and I was like, ha, 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 niggas ain't shit. And then I was out. <laughs> and I can tell by his face he had many more questions. <laughs> like, huh? And, uh, what? And, uh, why do I feel so alive? Because that's what I do. I stab you with my brain shiv that I carved out of cultural stereotypes. What? <laughs> God be with ye. <laughs> i tell you this, I uh, tried to quit sugar and I failed. And uh, I will try again and I'll fail because uh, sugar's in everything, what? It's in everything and it's everywhere and it hurts us and somehow it's legal. That's what makes it the greatest drug of all time. Like every drug wishes it was sugar. I think like heroin and cocaine had posters of sugar on their walls when they were in high school. <laughs> and they used to go, one day I'll be in breakfast. <laughs> but until then I live in this arm. <laughs> breakfast cereals are my, 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 my truest weakness because I'm an adult and I have my own money and I can buy whatever I want. And when I was a kid, we couldn't afford the name brands. So sometimes I had to leave the store with an imposter in a plastic bag that tasted like stale disappointment and had a name that mocked me. Cause it sounded like what I wish I had, but instead I had this pale comparison of where I belong. Like a reminder, just kinda like, well, I guess I'm the kid that eats choco poofs. Still better than nice craspies. Sugary cereal's on like on the bottom shelf of a cereal aisle. Because that's eye level for a child. They see that and they go, and then the father goes, ah, how much for him not to cry? But healthier stuff is like at the top, right? So when I go to buy cereal, like my gaze drops, I'm told the story of who I should be as opposed to who I actually am. Because it's kind of like right there at the top, Kashi, eat that. You're not sure what's in it. You're not even sure if you said it correctly, but it's gotta be good. There's pictures of wheat on the box and look at the one next to them. They're hugging and smiling. Know why? Because they're gonna live past 40. <laughs> Kashi, eat that. Then I go down one more shelf. Corn checks is cool, corn checks is totally fine. 12 essential vitamins and nutrients is right on the box. Corn checks, still doing great. Then I look down one more shelf. Honey Nut Cheerios, okay, um, losing you a little bit. Uh, it is Cheerios, which is good, but I'll tell you my greatest concern. There's a cartoon on the box. But 
It is a cartoon bee. And at least bees exist. <laughs> as long as you stay with illustrations of things that are actually things, you're doing okay. Honey Nut Cheerios, I'll accept it. Final shelf, elves aren't real. Why is that tiger wearing a scarf? He shouldn't be cold, he's covered in fur. That captain does not look licensed to operate a vessel on the milk seas. And you're going after a cereal that features the modern Stone Age family? That's not a thing. You can't have a small brontosaurus as a pet dog. They never existed. Keep down this path, you're gonna end up just like that diabetic vampire. All right, that's it for me, everybody. Thank you very much, Jafara Vaughn. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. All right, that was Tom Segura and Baron Vaughn. Tom Segura from his Comedy Central Presents from uh, from a while back now. You guys know him. That's before he really blew up. That's a, that's a young Tom Segura. I uh, love Segura. He has a podcast called uh, Your Mom's House. If you haven't heard it, check it out. And I have a a small Segura story, which is that uh, I did a show at a barber shop in New York last year. And after the show, because my name is Tom Takar, of course. And uh, after I get off stage, this girl comes up to me and she goes, I can't believe that I got to see you. People back home are going to lose their minds. They're not going to believe it. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And she goes, you don't understand. In Nashville, you're like a celebrity. And I was like, part of me was like, oh, I've been to Nashville a few times. I've done the zanies out there. I've done some <laughs> I've done some shows. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I, I get why I there would be legend of Tom Takar in, in Nashville, Tennessee. And then uh, she goes, yeah, I just can't wait to tell my friends I saw Tom Segura. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you did not. <laughs> wow. You did not see Tom Segura. It was just so funny that she only knew of him by name. Yeah, they don't so, have a, they don't have a Instagram in Nashville. Apparently like, not. It hasn't gotten over there yet. <laughs> man. They got to get it over there, but I, I just immediately came back down to earth. I was like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." Um, he is a legend out there. He's a, I mean, just a, just a great comic. Now I want to get to Baron Vaughn. Yeah, man, good pick, bro. I love Baron Vaughn. Uh, big fan. Um, this special is great. The whole thing is up right now on Comedy Central stand up YouTube page. You can watch the whole half hour of his for free. No password needed, none of that shit. Uh, no, no account, no login. Just watch the special, uh, and you will not regret it. He's great, man. But the reason I'm very excited about this is, I don't know if you remember, but we have not one but two joke detectives that got solved in this same half hour. What? Yeah, 
in the recognize- same half hour. I recognize the one, but what's the other one? So uh, the first one uh, that we played here, I'm just going to read it. I, I have it uh, in a little folder over here, Joke Detectives. I got an email from someone uh, named Isatu uh, Kamara saying, uh, in 2009 or 2010, my college had a couple of comedians perform. The black one, I can say that because I'm black too, is so funny and smart. Literally, students were muttering about how smart he seemed. Anyway, he had this hilarious joke about adopting cats and watching C-SPAN with the cats and having to adopt more cats because some cats seemed Republican until he had a full cat Congress. That is Baron Vaughn. Wow. Tom? And what's crazy is, what's what's actually crazy is, I was watching this half hour because someone else sent it to me to solve another joke detective, which is about sugar being the most yeah, addictive drug. I remember that. Uh, someone named, uh, I believe it was John Blevins. Let me see here. Yeah, John Blevins tweeted at us and also emailed me that, that Baron Vaughn had a joke about sugar being the most addictive drug, uh, which we, we got an email from someone named, uh, I believe it was Daniela who sent that one. No, no, that's a different one. <laughs> These get very complicated very quickly. Okay, Melissa Ravel sent us in. Uh, she heard a joke about uh, on YouTube a great bit about how sugar is the true hardcore drug and legal and everywhere. Mentioned that drugs like heroin and crack or meth had posters of sugar on their wow. walls when they were teenagers. Wow. I thought maybe it was Michael Rowland. I was wrong. John wow. Blevins found it. I, credit goes to him. He wow. did just send me a full half hour and goes, here it is. And so uh, <laughs> he did, he eventually timestamped it for me. But I, I watched the whole thing because I was like, oh, well, I'll be able to play this because it is a Comedy Central half hour. And... Lo and behold, while I'm watching this, I hear this cat Congress joke, and I go, wow. wait a second, where have I heard about that? Joke, joke detective, detective, baby. Tom, I think that you might be the greatest joke detective in the history of joke detectives. <laughs> Coach, it goes deeper than you ever know. <laughs> I, I, how is nuts. it possible? Like, he, he is a joke villain, then, this, this Baron Vaughn. And it sounds crazy, because that does sound like a villain. That's true, Baron Vaughn, joke oh villain, hiding all of his jokes in plain sight. Two in one, that's same nev- special. That's crazy. This that's per- crazy. and the first person didn't even see it. The cat, the cat Congress, they didn't even see it on the special. They heard it in real life. And uh, lo and behold, I said that twice now. <laughs> uh, they were in the same ten minute chunk of material. Crazy. That's that's never happened before. Never happened, and it gets. It goes deeper this week, Coach. I, I'm. It can't. I don't want to spoil. I don't want to spoil the ending of this here. But I, I kind of. I may have solved four joke detectives in one week here, uh, <laughs> with the help of John Blevins, of course. I, I want to give uh, all credit where it is due, but I think we may have solved four joke detectives because we did get an email about Metric Time. I think we. I think I read this. Ah, on I remember that. I remember one. the Metric Time joint. So the metric time joke has been driving me insane because it seems so easy to find because it's something, you know, metric time, that's simple enough. You would think I should be able to Google that, you know? Yeah. How many people have jokes about metric time? And so I started searching. I'm, I'm not kidding. I spent hours on this. Just Googling, Googling, Googling different variations of the information they gave us. And it, this is from Mark Epping Jordan. Uh, if you want 
a little uh, stroll down memory lane. He said he heard a bit uh, proposing metric time probably 10 to 12 years ago on Sirius XM Comedy Station. It was definitely a male comedian, and going by the accent, probably Canadian, which makes sense since they use the metric system. He made a new t- uh, system of time all divisible by 10, and it was really clever and funny. Thanks for any info you can send me. I went nuts <laughs> looking for this. I Google all over the place. Could not find anything. Um, except for this prank that uh, Canadian News did by uh, saying that they were switching to, to metric time. I finally decided to search Twitter. I just decided to search Twitter and search metric time and see what happened. And I found these weird... I found two weird posts from two different people that had tagged this one guy saying, hey, uh, uh, here's one. It's uh, from at Mr. Sports Psych. He writes, hey, I heard your stand-up in my car on metric time and almost had an accident. I laughed so hard. Anywhere I can hear it, stellar. That was from eight years ago. Eight and then, years? And then I also found there was one forum of people's favorite jokes of all time, and one person had written this bit out saying, I can't, I don't know who did this, but I heard it on Canadian radio. And so it's this weird phantom joke that is nowhere to be found, but then people have heard it and heard it to a point where it's their favorite joke they've ever heard. So I look up the guy that uh, this person tagged and I heard your stand up in my car. Two different people tweeted at this guy at Stephen J. Daniels. So I, I click on him and he's an author of fiction now i think I, I think it's like conspiracy fiction stuff like that and i was like there's no way this is the guy so then i look up the guy's name i find on um linkedin that there is a stephen j daniels who is a comedian and actor and i find i search his name i search the joke all i find is a newspaper article from 1993 detailing this joke being told in saskatchewan it's this guy killed it with this joke i people love this bit and it's apparently <laughs> oh almost God, 30 years old i can't see the newspaper article because uh because it's like behind some sort of paywall now because it's yeah. a 30 year old canadian newspaper anyway i decided to try to message this guy on linkedin can't get him and then i uh i t- i finally tweeted at him uh late last night a Hail Mary, because he didn't respond to either of the two people who had tweeted at him about oh. the joke before. And I got a response. <laughs> okay. Stephen J. Daniels. <laughs> Here's what I wrote. Uh, I reached out to Stephen J. Daniels. I tweeted, Hi, Stephen. I host a podcast called Stand Up with Tom Takar on Comedy Central, and a listener and some other people, from what I can see, have been going crazy trying to find a joke about metric time that I think you may have done. Can you help them find it? This morning I wake up to a tweet that says, yes, I did a bit called Metric Time back in the Stone Age. Did it on Canadian TV on a show called Yuck Yucks, the TV show in 1990. There it is. If somebody can get their hands on that audio, that is it. We've solved it. I don't have the tape, but we have solved it. That is it. I don't know how I feel about this. (laughs) There's a part of me that I'm just in awe, right? Like... Like, I'm going to call you Tom Brady because you literally just came back and defeated the Atlanta Falcons. And I'm just so impressed. That but at the same time, I'm like, Tom, that's 
is the pandemic treating you okay? Like, I almost want to go over there. Like, that's a well, lot of time. Do we need a hug? I, my eyes are black. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead inside. I My whole family left. I'm, I'm, I'm sipping coffee out of... Uh, <laughs> How are you able to be on the internet so long without watching porn? Like, that's crazy. I Look, man, porn does not satisfy me the way that solving a joke detective does. <laughs> I wish that you guys had the passion that I have for this shit. I it's the it's the first bit of like real digging I did. And what's funny is I I gotta say I probably seemed seemed unhinged to uh, to Mark Epping Jordan, the guy who asked for this, because I'm just emailing him screenshots of all this shit. I'm finding he's like, okay, cool, man. <laughs> he's like, uh, 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 what did I start? <laughs> Uh, that, so so you that's crazy because it's like you had to you had to wake up this sleeping comedian who's probably like i don't know what he's doing now he doesn't do doesn't, comedy anymore i don't yeah. think he's like an author and like he he posts like very political stuff now like he's fully uh it seems like he's just full in uh author shit he wrote it he said i'll just give him a shout out now he said i am the author of uh evocatus uh and weeds in the garden of love available at unknownpubco.com uh yeah and he's a truth seeker so he's a truth seeker that's what it what says the hell on does his that profile mean? i don't know he's looking for the truth out there um truth about what <laughs> comedy but yeah there's no like instagram where you can find his like he doesn't have material out that you can find anywhere if somebody can dig up yuck yucks the tv show from 1990 <laughs> that's our is- only hope of finding this this is also kind of scary because it makes me feel like like anyone can find out anything that I did ever. Like I'm never safe now. Oh, what are like, you trying to hide, Coach? I'll find. I, it. I mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> that's a, a little creepy talk. What are you talking about? <laughs> what do you got to hide, man? Come on. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> oh, I'll find it. <laughs> Was I ever really alone? I just, <laughs> like this is this is one of the things where I'm so. I'm like, it's almost like, what's that that movie with with Tom Cruise when they were predicting the future and shit? I forget the name. Minority of the movie. Report. Yeah, Is Minority Report. Yeah. I'm like, are we violating someone's privacy? Like, you've no. done it. I don't. It's I think weird. once you're a, I, here's the thing. He could have just not tweeted back, and everything I've found was like, it's not like I was like flying to Saskatchewan to find this guy. <laughs> Although, shit, maybe I will. <laughs> it's you too bad would. you got a quarantine out there. I'm so impressed, uh, yeah. but I'm also so like, what? What power do you have, Tom? Like, I'm like, I don't know. I just want to apologize I if I've ever offended say, you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want hey, any issue. You're safe for now, Coach. <laughs> but you're gonna like Coach Teacups. By the time we're done. <laughs> uh, let's go with it. I'm sorry, I pushed against it. <laughs> it's just scary. Like when you give a shit, it's like over, man. Like when I you lost wake up everything and- in the way, but. At the end, I found the motherfucker who did this Look, job. Tom can put up 80 when he wants to. Like, that's <laughs> nuts. <laughs> he, can just do, he can do Kobe's best game whenever he wants to. So if he doesn't solve your joke detective shit, chill out. But when he gets on it, it's over. No joke can hide. I just can't believe that Baron Vaughn had two of them uh, in the same special. I do want to say uh, Baron Vaughn also uh, had the show uh, The New Negroes that you can check New out Negroes. clips from on Comedy Central's uh, stand-up YouTube page. A lot of good, lot of good clips from that. And, New Negroes uh, is crazy funny. So good. So many good clips from that show. Anyway, 
That's if not you're what I'm looking know, for this metric time thing, <laughs> yuck yucks from 1990, <laughs> impossible to find. Uh, hopefully he gets. If hopefully there's an update next week because I asked him if there's anywhere where we can get it. But there we go. Uh, let's 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 play this last clip. Let's go. Like I said, this was from a joke detective. This is uh, Jesse Klein from John Oliver's New York stand-up show on Comedy Central. You can see this on Comedy Central's website. Although this is, I think, the whole clip. Uh, let's hear Jesse Klein. So I actually do have a boyfriend, and we recently got engaged. Um, yeah. No, don't. You don't have to stand. Uh, no. Uh, and I know some of you are confused, like, because you're like, but you're a lesbian. And uh, totally understand. Uh, I'm actually not a lesbian. I just feel all the feelings lesbians feel. Um, so I have mixed feelings because I've never had the wedding fantasy and I've never, I've just never been the girl that's like, oh my God, I'm going to be a princess, you know? Like that kind of thing. Uh, um, uh, last little bit of it. Um, the very first time I tried on my first diamond ring, literally, like within two seconds, like all my fancy ideas about what I believe in, like went right down the toilet and I just became someone who was like, I like sparkle stuff! <laughs> Give it! And my boyfriend was like, here you go, we're, uh, we're engaged now. And, um... <laughs> Like, if there was a diamond ring that I, like, had to have, it would be expensive, but I, like, I could buy it for myself. Like, I could do that. But society says I'm not allowed to because that would be a creepy, lonely thing to do. And I just feel like men would never allow the society to work that way for them. Like, okay, so, like, think of something, like, a guy likes, like, let's say like a giant flat screen TV. Like try to imagine a world where a guy cannot buy a giant flat screen TV for himself, it's not allowed. To get a giant flat screen TV, he has to wait for some woman to meet him and fall in love with him for the rest of his life. You can't, can you imagine like a guy, try to imagine like a guy like showing up to work on like a Monday morning and he like passes his coworker's cubicle like super coy and he's like, hey, how was your weekend? And his coworker's like, pretty boring, how was yours? And then he holds up the TV and is like, ah! Oh my God, it's so big! I know! That would never ever happen. All right, that was Jesse Klein, and that is the show today. Make sure you check out Comedy Central's stand-up YouTube page for full specials like the Baron Vaughn one you heard today. Uh, you can see that whole thing on there. And uh, like, rate, review, all that good stuff. Share the podcast with people. And uh, now it's time for the Takargorithm, baby. If you like uh, if you like how Netflix does their algorithm, this is the Tom Takargorithm. If you like Tom Segura, I think you should check out his wife, Christina Pazitsky, or one of his openers, Josh Potter. And if you like Baron Vaughn, check out Sean Patton, uh, also a great comic. And uh, S-U-T-T-Pod at gmail.com for any joke detective, anything you want to say to us, all that good stuff. And go to Comedy Central's website to submit jokes to make Tom and Coach laugh. That'll do it for this week. Uh, I'm Tom Takar on behalf of Coach T. We'll see you next week on Stand Up with Tom Takar.
This has been a Comedy Central podcast. <laughs> <laughs>